Making Friends, Episode 13, Part 2, starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to Part 2 of my conversation with Andrew Chomings, who can be found on Twitter at Andrew Chomings. And this is the part where he answers most of your questions. So if you missed the conversation, uh, dial back, go to episode one, uh, no, episode 13, part one, and then uh, this is a continuation. We, we start right where we left off. Once again, Mason Piedfurt, at Mason with a pen, is my co-host. And this episode is brought to you by Contact Lens Solution. Saline Solution is a contact lens care product designed for lens storage. This solution is ideal for rinsing your contact, loose, contact lenses after cleaning or to remove foreign objects like an eyelash. And you can drink it. it it's passable for, for a drink. Episode 13, Part 2. Here we go. You're a successful writer, at least to a degree. Um, you've made a living from it. You've published articles. You know, I I, I find it to be a respectful thing that you're doing. Thank and you. I think that there are a lot of writers listening to this and aspiring writers. And since you have had some success and you've turned it some success and you've turned it into a career, uh, do you have any advice for for writers? Like, what do writers need to know to to make a living of it? Um. I don't know. I feel like you just need to keep writing, which is kind of cliched advice. Because I feel like when I started writing, I'd just write for like a day or two and be all inspired. Like I'd read like, we don't need to talk about Jack Kerouac again. I'd read something and then I want to write. <laughs> and then I'd be like, yeah, I'm a writer. And then like not write for like a month. And then I'm like, I'm going to write again. But really, you just need to just keep writing. Um, yeah, just keep do, you, do you have a routine? Do you, did you make a routine of it where you have like a strict schedule that you yeah. stick to? Like you sit down at the computer at 10 a.m. or whatever it is. Yeah, I kind of do. It depends on my kid's day. Um, but I, yeah, I have a routine. I try and write at the same time every day and I try and force myself to write a certain amount of pages. And even if it's bad, I'll just keep writing. I think that's, that, that's kind of the trick. I feel like writing is way less fun and romantic as people think. I think it's just like any other job and you just need to like work at it and then there'll be some inspirational moments but for the most part you're just I mean Mason you know you write you write every day right yeah it's not fun it's not as fun as everyone says <laughs> no, well the discipline about it is no I mean you're not gonna have fun every and it's day. a delayed and you get delayed validation from it as well because you'll finish writing and even if you think it's good no one else is gonna tell you it's good ever or until a few weeks later maybe so um it can be quite a lonely uh kind of job i think unless you have a good editor or something or you're like going back and forth that can be fun but i don't know yeah do you well, find it's a good fit for you as a as a stay-at-home dad does it kind of work with your lifestyle 
Yeah, it's perfect. It's really. I think I'm quite lucky. It's quite perfect actually because I get to get to write when they're, you know, sleeping and stuff when they're at school. So it, it works. It works out pretty well. We've been doing it since Harriet was born. I used to be a scientist for a long time, and then what? when we had a baby, I didn't go back to work and just started writing, basically. Well, tell me everything about that. That's here's a bombshell. My goodness. So I worked as a. Um, I used to work in for a tech, uh, lab in Marin County, making medicine for a rare genetic disorder. So I'd like grow these Chinese hamster ovary cells, and they'd have like a protein inside them that would be purified, which is like for this rare disease. Um, but I wasn't very good at it. I was like a bad scientist. So I did that for like when I first moved to America. That's what I did because I had I had. A degree in biology, but then I stuck towards the end of doing that, and I realised I was just not very good at it. I started writing, and then when we had, and then I wrote that script, which did well, and then when we had kids, I basically stayed at home with the kids and just wrote more. Okay, and this this hamster embryo thing provided the backdrop for the next chapter in your life, which is when you're going to grow a baby inside of your own stomach. No, I'm is not. That correct? I'm going to steal the baby from the fire station. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> that is, well, that's amazing. I can't, that's that makes me um, upset. <laughs> that makes me irrationally angry because <laughs> this isn't about no, because he's not only a talented writer, but he's he's also an intelligent scientist. Oh, Come I'm on, also, Andrew. Right. So the, the main point. So this is the true story. Is when I was in England, I went to university and I was not very good and I got drunk a lot and I but I got a pretty average degree in biology and anthropology at Oxford Brooks, which is not Oxford. <laughs> It's the shitty one, right? So then when I came to America, when I came to America, I was like, I did biology at Oxford, gave me a job, and they were like, ooh, yeah, this guy's cool, and he's got an accent, and he yeah, went to Oxford. They, so they did, they gave me a right. job, and they did not look into it. We don't my, know what the shitty one is. No, in I was, America, in, I, mean, no I, idea. I was in Oxford studying, I was just at the shitty university. So they gave me a job as a scientist, and I <laughs> really enjoyed it, because I was in a lab with like, Chinese hamster ovaries and stuff. But then after a few... Right, oh my god, what a blast. But it was a blast. It, um, being in a lab is fun. There's all sorts of fun toys. So I did that, and then... It was ovaries. like, ah, this is not... I'm really not a scientist. I'm not very good at this. So I stopped. That's basically and you became hard. a writer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, the mysteries so a, are basically, unfolding. Basically, I was a fraud for my entire life, or for a, a, a portion of it, somewhat. I'm still a fraud. Mason, are yes. you a fraud? Always. <laughs> Always. We are all frauds. I have no idea what I'm doing, but people seem to believe in me at my job, so yeah. that's good. Well, not good for mark? them, but good for me. I was a teacher, a classroom teacher, and now I work at a nonprofit, and I write curriculum, and I manage the education program that they have. How, how many years ago did you stop teaching? Um, what was it, like two? Yeah, I think okay. it was about two years ago. It was exhausting. Okay. My yeah. goodness, teaching got, is so exhausting. I have a lot of teacher friends out here, and they all kind of end up stopping and doing something else, it seems like. It's a quick burnout. Like, yeah. uh, when I first started doing it, I was like, oh, teacher, it's easy. Your days are short. You get to work with children. The summers, you have completely off. I had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. Be before I was a teacher, I was in the military, and teaching is... What? Way harder. Whoa. Like, way Whoa. harder. Back up, Mark. Back up. Mark, have you, 
I wish I had a cool secret like you guys. You were Mark, in the military. Mark, you military for six years. How many men uh, did you kill? <laughs> you're not allowed to ask that. How many? How many? You're, you're not allowed to ask. Uh, are you? So you want to know with my bare hands or with weapons? Because the um, numbers are surprising. I want to know with your words. How many men have you killed with your words? Do you just <laughs> upset words. them so much they just jumped off a cliff? <laughs> Jesus. Just talk. Well, the tally no, tell, is ongoing. So wait, it's like it us. just keeps going and going and going. So it's like anytime you look in, it's a new number. Literally, right now, someone is reading one of your tweets as they jump off a bridge. Yes. Yeah. Um, like and just shouting it all the way down. <laughs> tell us more. Tell us more, though. Tell me more about you being in the military. Yeah. What branch? Uh. Wait. What did you say? You guys both talk together. What branch? The Air Force. Oh my God. Are you a pilot? Yeah. I was not a pilot, no, but I, I worked on jets. I, uh, maintenance. Maintenance on jets. That's so cool. That's Dude. so cool. I didn't love it. Damn. It's not for everybody. I mean, I admire the people who do it, um, but I just think I was in the wrong position. So I did think you, I would have been you... better skipping it all together. Right. It's like me with the science, mm -hmm. to be honest. Were you like an engineer or something, or did you like did you study for that? No, not really. It wasn't. It wasn't an involved um, sort of like specialization. It was um, just something that we would take out manuals and fix like little little tiny things, like little, little just. Uh, right. And it doesn't apply to to any other area in life. It's not like right. I can take it and work on cars or anything else. It was just like this one particular thing that they needed somebody to help with, so I did that. Not really a transferable skill then? Putting bolts Not at all, jets. no. Right. No. But... Did you ever, like, leave a part out as a prank? You know, like... <laughs> ooh, see what ooh, about I forgot bolt. to put the wing on. Prank! <laughs> Oops! You're gonna fly in a circle. <laughs> uh, no, no. There's lots, of, lots of checks and balances, so it's hard to leave anything out. Yeah, somebody will come along and make sure. Someone, yeah, somebody smarter will come along. Fun. Someone puts the wing back on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this thing's missing a wing. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna read uh, two of my favorite tweets of yours, and then we're gonna get into the questions from our Twitter friends. Does that sound good? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I, I'm going to start with my absolute favorite tweet because I was going to save it for the second one, but I just can't. I love it so much. So this is not only my favorite tweet from you, but quite possibly one of my favorite tweets from all time. Oh. So it's very, it's one sentence. It says, the person who seems most upset about my friend's obsession is my daughter, Gunther. Oh. It's so good. I, I, I don't know, I didn't read it very well. But my God, I remember seeing that the first time and laughing for at least 25 minutes straight. I, I couldn't stop laughing. But so, some, someone recently told me, um, I think it was Frisky on Twitter, that they didn't get it for ever until like the other day because they thought I accidentally capitalized the F and it was just an obsession with my friends in real life. And that maybe I had a friend called... Gunther and he was like, why the fuck do people like this stupid dumb tweet? <laughs> oh, so. No, Gunther is the guy from the coffee shop in that's, the TV show Friends. That's true. I may have about six tweets about him. Um, but I've stopped. <laughs> I, thankfully, I've, I've stopped tweeting about Gunther now. Alright, I'm sorry I read it so poorly. I feel bad now. But you read it it's, it's one of those that you, you read and you laugh. And then the other one that I like is uh, this one. 
joyriding in a stolen Lamborghini. Her. No way this thing does 150. Me. Only one way to find out. Pulls over and checks Wikipedia. <laughs> I Why like... not just press the gas pedal? That was... <laughs> Mark. I like Mark's. I like. I like Mark's bump step. I get. Yeah, that was fun because. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just why the fuck the gas pedal? Uh, thanks. That was fun because Wikipedia quoted it and added to it. The what? actual Wikipedia. Really? What oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so the actual Wikipedia account, they were funny as well. So they quoted that tweet and they added to the storyline about cit citations on Wikipedia. It was really kind of self-referential and funny. It was kind of cool. I can't remember exactly. Check that out. I can't yeah, wait I, to see that. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of fun. When we wrap up here, I'm checking it out. Okay. Will, will you share that with me? Then maybe I can tweet it out so other people can see it too. Or you sure. Can tweet it out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Except no, because I'm not on Twitter. I'll oh, <laughs> shit. You're on a break. Uh, I will. I trophied you today, Andrew. Did oh, you see shit. it? Oh, shit. Thank you. No. You're oh, welcome, you, I guess. Thank you, like a month. I just didn't know what like, else fuck, to Fuck, I should do something. I'm going to talk to him face-to-face. -face. I should fucking do something. Yeah. Ugh. You guys, I hate trophies. I know I was going to make fun of you a lot, so... The etiquette around getting a trophy, I, I never know what to do. And that's, that's what causes me the most Jeez. stress, is when I don't I know. know how to respond to something. You don't need to it's do confusing. anything. I mean, it's for, it's different, I think, for every trophy giver. Like, I just imagine that all these people have their own set of internal rules that they expect to, expect to see back. And, like, don't get me wrong, That's I'm grateful. I'm grateful that somebody recognizes it, like a, a creation that I've made and gives me an award. Like, that's amazing. I love that. But the thing that causes me stress is like, oh, what do I have to do now to make sure I show them that I like it? I and know. will they believe me? It's true, and I feel, uh, I also what? feel like... <laughs> did, did, did will Ma they believe did me? Mason just well, like, will I do enough I Mason, to show my appreciation? I think Mason just barked. Um, did I what? <laughs> no, I did not bark, okay? Screw you. He makes me laugh. So... Will they believe me? Yeah, I think I think I'm so earnest, man. <laughs> it's confusing. I don't know. I feel like also people that aren't like on funny Twitter are like, what the fuck are these? Why are people thanking people for these things and what's happening? It's just, I don't know. It get, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, but it probably looks like a real big jerk off session to them. <laughs> right. You're welcome, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Oh, thank if you. If you thank someone in a podcast, is that enough? Mason, will this satisfy it? Uh, I don't believe him. Like, I don't think he's being sincere. I feel like you don't so, believe anything no. I say. <laughs> That's probably true. It's fair. Okay, enough of my questions. Let's move on to the people who actually matter, the listeners, and let's, let's ask Andrew some questions from them. You ready, Andrew? Yeah, go. Okay. All right, first one comes from our very handsome friend, Kyle Patrick. He <clears> says... <throat> Mm. Hi, friends. I have two questions for Andrew, if that's okay. Number one, will I ever find anyone who loves me, not in spite of my calves, but for my calves? So me and Kyle have talked before about how we both have uh, strange, large calf muscles. So <laughs> I think the answer is no. Good. The answer is no. But I found someone who loves me despite my calves, and I'm still married to her. So good luck, mate. Sorry. Hey, sometimes it's our flaws that make us who we are. Sometimes it's our giant calves that make us who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Number two from Kyle. If you could relive one day, 
uh, not do over and change, just go back and experience all the good times and feels, what day would you choose? Mm. That's a really lovely question. <clears throat> wedding day. <clears throat> I like Kyle. Excuse so, me. my wedding day. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like when you have kids, you always associate everything that's happy with kids. So, you always want to. But when I think back to like before having kids, it was probably like one of the days on that road trip with my mates when we were driving across mm. America or like we went down to Big Sur. Have you been. Have you guys ever been to Big Sur? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. It. Yeah, you drive down from San Francisco down the coast, and we went. We met a guy. We met a guy in San Francisco, on our road trip, and he was like, "I got." He was like this crazy old stoner, and he was like, "I got this place in Big Sur. You guys should come." And we were like, "All right." So we went down to like this cabin on the river, and there's like a barn dance. I always think about that time when I think about like really fun old stuff from before when I had my beautiful babies. So yeah, that's amazing. Probably, yeah, it was fun, and then a and barn then, dance. There was like it was like there was like these cabins on the Big Sur River, and like we ate like ostrich burgers, and there was like a barn. There was like a, I don't know what Ooh. I don't even know what barn dance is, but there was a barn and people were dancing in it, and it was just really kind of fun. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it just reminds me of being young and dancing in a barn, so it feels nice. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. okay, there's a bunch of responses to Kyle's tweet. Jokey responses. Uh, He's so popular. Like Kim Monty says, <laughs> the day would most likely be the day that you followed her on Twitter. It was actually um, yesterday when I un I unfollowed her yesterday, and that was pretty glorious. Yeah, you relive that moment again. I did that. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's so much arguing here. Okay, here's another real question. This one is from D Duh. I think his name is Derek, at D underscore Dawit. Yes, uh, Andrew, Derek, right? Okay. Yeah, it's Derek. Andrew, as, w as with all writers, sometime in the future you will inevitably be asked to write a reboot of Spider-Man. How will you approach this? Uh, He's right. <laughs> he is right. And I actually <laughs> just got the gig, so thanks. Um, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't really love superhero movies much. I'd probably write it like a like a Woody Allen, 70s, sitting around the table, drinking wine, talking about therapy. Spider-Man would be there. And the other guys. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> Just there. <laughs> the, Making the ar one. an argument yeah. about the meaning of life. Yeah, it's some existential stuff, talking about therapy. The, uh, yeah, the other, all the other superheroes would be there. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm going to do Spider-Man. I feel like Woody there's Allen room movie. for that, because this latest one is sort of like a John Hughes-type 80s teen romance comedy is it really is it good i haven't I it's pretty not. good yeah i mean it's definitely okay. a superhero movie but it's sort of like on on a frame of uh, an old 80s breakfast club type comedy that's cool maybe i'll check it out yeah i'm not a big superhero movie guy um so i would not probably get that gig we'll i see. personally i think i would watch a, like a woody allen type <laughs> okay. spider-man movie i think i would watch that okay uh, okay, next one is from Sarah at Castronomical. Yay. Uh, what subject, yeah, what subject would you love to write about but just haven't gotten the chance to yet? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I've, I've gone through like different, I started off writing like short stories and then I wrote about, I was like reviewing music and then I did, did the script stuff and I feel like, I don't know, I'd like to one day write a novel but I don't know if it'll ever happen. I feel like everyone wants to. 
eventually. Do you have an idea for a novel, or just kind of like, that would be cool if one day I could do it? I have an idea that I, I've never written, um, which is like a ghost story, but also like a memoir about being on the farm. But I don't know. I just can't. It's a lot to try and write a novel. I'd have to like, I'd have to... The ghost, milk and the cows. It's just about milking cows and, and getting wet. It's just about getting wet and milking cows. <laughs> Ghost milking. Who, who's milking that cow? Cow, cow <laughs> It's going to be big. I see the milk leaving the udders, but no hands. It's a ghost. The ghost <laughs> milker. Ghost, the ghost in the udder. That sounds, yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay, number two from Sarah. She says, you have been places. <laughs> what is your best advice when traveling in a foreign I, country? I've been... Um, just... Don't try and learn other languages. Just talk louder in English. That's what those things do. Just, they love that. Just repeat yourself. Just yell at them in English until... No. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually been that many places. It feels like I have, but I've both, mostly just been to England and America. Um, and you, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Any, and you I can yell in English there. Place. They'll still get mad I can. at you. I can, yeah. <laughs> English people. And number three. Sorry, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say that English people, English people in are famous for being obnoxious in like the south of Spain, which is like the equivalent of like Florida out here maybe, and they're famous for just like kind of going there and just like not really trying to fit in or learn Spanish and just shouting cerveza or beer or whatever. Yeah. So I have no. I have no <laughs> Yourself advice. included. Sorry. In myself included, exactly. Yeah. Number three, how do I make my hair as famous as your hair? Just get lucky one day, take a photo, and then then move on. <laughs> I don't know. Great advice. Yeah. Sarah has, Mason, nice, Sarah has nice hair. She does. She yeah, I was going to say, she's won that battle already, yeah, so fine. I don't even know she's what she's fine. talking about. She's awesome. Mason, I, as my co-host, I need you to do me a favor. I have to go to the bathroom yes. so bad. Um, Okay. Can you bring up the questions and ask Andrew the next yeah. one? Thanks. Oh, oh sorry, guys. I'll be yes. right back. I, I just can't hold okay. it anymore. It's on <laughs> the... Did Andrew... Re... Andrew, did you retweet it? No. No, you didn't. Of course not. Okay. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'll find it. Sarah was cracking me up because last night she was telling me what um, the questions that she asked you. Shoot. Um, what did? And she read it like, I can't find the. Oh, Mark's gonna hate me. But she was like, Andrew, you've been places. <laughs> What's your best Sarah, advice? But Sarah always anyone? asks really fucking good questions to these things. I feel like, right? Like she always. She's on the, the best. Yeah, she's terrific. She asks good questions. I just get bad answers, but they were good questions. Thank you, Sarah. Oh my God, Mark's gonna kill me because I can't find this. What? How long ago did he post it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. What are you drinking in this picture? Oh, that's um. <laughs> that's Ap It's yeah, orange. Yeah, it's fucking orange. It's Aperol Spritz. Oh, that's the thing on the corner. Yeah, right. It's um. It's an Italian digestif. <laughs> With Prosecco and... That sounds an, fancy. And an orange slice. And I feel like it got really popular recently in, like, in England. Everyone started drinking it. And it's delicious. And it's a bit wanky and fancy. Um, 
Okay, stop talking about yourself, Andrew. I want to ask you a question. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> ouch. Okay, uh, so Will Benjamin, upside down trash, um, he didn't really say anything, but I think he wanted you to explain the screen cap of you saying, I hate titties. What's all that about? How is, how is titties spelt? This is important. T-I-T-T-I-E-S. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I hate that spelling of it. I like it. I like T-I-D-D-A-S. Today's. It's better. Right. So I think... Today's, yeah. It's more fun to say that way. Okay. So I think that... That was, uh, that's a good answer. Okay, good. Also, like, I think it should have, I think it should be T-I-D-D-A-Y-S. So it's today's. Today's. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I think we just perfected it. Good. I want to ask it one more. Mark, can I do another one? Yeah, hi, I'm back. Go ahead, Mason. Okay, so Michael, our friend Michael's still here at home, underscore halfway, says, Andrew, have you considered not being fucking British anymore? Yes. I did that five years ago, and I I became an American. So I'm way ahead of you, Michael. He's making the transition. I actually have both passports. But I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. I got an American passport, and then they said, I became a citizen, and they were like, you need to revoke your British citizenship. But they didn't really do anything about it. So I have both. So I don't know. That sounds illegal. Stick it to the man, Andrew. Stick it to the man, yeah. But yeah, I have considered not... Stick it in the man. Don't stick it in the man. Stick it in the man. (laughs) Um, Okay. I kind of hope that you retain your Britishness. Yeah, me too. Uh, despite what Michaels tries to bully you into. I feel like he wants to be British. He tries hard. That's the secret about Americans is we all want to be British. We we well, You know the secret the, the secret about British people is they pretend to not like America but they love it really and they all want to be American, so it yeah, we have out. like we have the secret like West Side story type romance between <laughs> America and Yeah, exactly. And England. Where, like, we, we both like each other a lot, but we can't just come out and say it, you know? No. I feel like Mason, Mason wants to be British, really. No. She I would rather die. <laughs> <laughs> you, love Jane Aust- you, love J- you, you love Jane Austen, right? No. He's got a point. Yeah. That's just one her. thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, did you read from Morgan? Did you read her question? No. Uh, okay, Mor- Morgan Sweatpants Share says... Number one, what are the details of your first snogging? And number two, do Brits really say, quote, chucking rocks instead of, quote, skipping stones? Can I just ask, answer the so second for, one? <laughs> uh, no, that's not how this shit works. I think we say, I'm going to answer it seriously. I think we say skimming in England. We skim, it's not a funny answer. I think we skim rocks or pebbles. What? Actually, know. that makes a lot of sense. Because right, they do skim sk- along the surface. That's how you skip them, is they skim along the surface. Okay, so we skim, but or they plop, if, the, if you don't do it right. Oh, <laughs> Flopping no, rocks. Not, not the plopping. pebbles. <laughs> not the plop. Not the plop. So speaking of plopping, my first snog was um, <laughs> with Claire Adamson behind, so behind the art block at that weird school I went to. She was one of the five, <laughs> one of the five girls. At the, the, the weird school I went to. 
and it was awful. Oh, good and there for you, no, beating the odds. There were no, <laughs> there were no uh, tongues involved, just some face smashing. Some, some oh man, she was like, look at that undercut. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did she run her hands, her fingers oh. through your undercut? <laughs> just, just parting the middle, the middle parting, and just, it was, it was, it was awful. She ran her tongue down it. No, there were no tongues. I told you that already, Mason. <laughs> no tongues. Well, on the scalp, maybe. I mean, that's erotic. I don't know how British people. No, kiss. they don't really. They just, they just say, they just they say don't. good evening. And then walk away. Yeah. Did, did, was this the first in a series of kissings with her, or was that one and done? It was no. It was what it was. Surprisingly, it was one and done. It was the, it was the first and last. You whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no! And I wanted that to be more. She was not interested. Oh no! Well, she gave you a and shot. She's dead, and, she's, and she's dead now. No, she's not. She's fine. She's dead. Jesus. <laughs> what if she died from mono? The kissing disease. Uh, love a good death joke. Uh, okay, next one's from Schmocks, who is at Ivory Gazelle. Uh, she says, Andrew, if the queen wanted to knight you tomorrow, but doing so would revoke your blue check mark forever, would you do it? I don't understand how there would be a knight of the realm without a blue check mark. That doesn't sound even possible. If, I, if you're going to be a so knight, saying, they're going to give you... It's just... It, it just they're going to give you another checkmark. I'm saying it doesn't make sense. I'm saying, yeah, give them two checkmarks. Um, no, I would not... Would I be... Yeah, I'd be knighted, I think. That would be fun. Does she do... Does the queen still do the thing with the sword on your shoulders? I think she'd do it for you, if you ask her. I don't know if she could... Uh, behind I don't the know art if she block. Could, <laughs> you, I wonder if she can still... I bet she can't even hold the sword anymore. Maybe let, let Charles do it. Or William. Or the baby. Well, that'd be cool we'll if the queen got like a new robotic arm just for knighting people. And <laughs> the robot arm would lift a sword and tap it on your shoulders and your head. But it's not even an arm. It's just a sword. And it's just... Yeah, oh, the, the arm is the sword. Yes, yes. She could, yeah, like Edward Scissorhands, hands, except she knights people. This is great. Highly yeah. efficient. In that case, then yes, I definitely get knighted by the, the robot queen. Done. <laughs> yeah, when she's a robot, no question about it. Right. Okay, uh, we have a lot more questions here, so dig in. Next one's from Trojan Sauce. He asks, number one, who are your dream celebrity or character's parents? So I suppose that means that you could pick any celebrity or any fictional characters to be your parents. Who would you pick? Um, that's a good question. Can it be people I've already mentioned? I feel like Woody Allen could be my dad because I feel like he wouldn't try and have sex with me like he did with his real child, right? So that would like, is that, is it, is it, it's risky though, he might. No, I, um, and then my mum would be the queen because then I'd be the, the, uh, the next king, which would be fun. So that would be fun. So it's Queen Elizabeth II and Woody Allen. <laughs> and, and a likely pair. And me. Uh, okay, that'd be fun to have a robot queen as your mom. <laughs> no, true. Number two, if you had to change your surname to a word that already exists, what would it be? Um, maybe... Maybe... Volcano? 
Andrew Volcano. That sounds exciting. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Andrew Volcano? Hell yeah. Or maybe... Another blue check mark. Maybe something more mundane to lower expectations. Like spoon like or... Andrew. Spatula. S- Wonder bread. Breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your breadstick. <laughs> that tickles me. <laughs> it sure does. He's he's laughing. Wow, look at him. Okay. The next one is from Kevin, <laughs> band Midwesterner. Uh, Kevin says, "My question: What's all this then?" This is like the like the biggest question. It's like the meaning of life, right? But it also just kind of means like, huh? It's a good question. What what is all this? <laughs> What is all this then? I don't know. If I had the answer, I wouldn't be here. But it's it's a good question. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it, and I got that. We got so it. I'm satisfied with your answer. I got it stuck on tape forever. Okay, Rachel Mandick. She says, what is your favorite sort of apocalypse? Zombie? Robot uprising? Biblical? Other? Maybe, maybe like some cute animal, just like pugs. Like what if they were just like pugs taking over? Pugs are not cute, Wait, man. whoa. No. Really? Yeah, they are. What if there was just like a swarm of pugs, you had to pour your way through them to get to shelter? I think that would be fun, Apocalypse. We'll go with pugs. Punch all of them so right just, in the face, and just, they look the same because their face is already flat. It looks like they've already been punched anyway. You wouldn't know which ones you've, you wouldn't know which right. pugs you've punched, which pugs you haven't punched, it would be a mess. <laughs> That's true. There's no evidence <laughs> that you've punched a pug. Their face is already okay, smushed in. I just think it through, alright? <laughs> I just don't like little dogs. Pugs are gross. Mark, I feel... Mark, I know no one was asking Mark, me. You, Mark, please but, tweet uh, that. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is the apocalypse something that you talk about with Rachel a lot? Or, like, is this a question out of nowhere? Is it's a question. I don't know. That is not something I talk with Rachel a lot about, but it's a good question. Um, I'm sticking with pugs. Next question. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, we got a lot of questions, a ton of questions. Probably the most asked question is, uh, I put up a picture of you drinking some kind of orange liquid out of a champagne flute, and we got like 9,000 questions. Mason, Mason already asked it. Oh, she did? I missed it. Yeah. All right, I'll listen in to Making Friends with Mark McGark, <laughs> and I'll figure out what the answer is. Uh, okay, it's been yeah. covered. Okay, Allison, ship night. What's your stance on derfing? Oh, chug. I, I should worry we, about. Should we define it? I worry about the chafing, to be honest. <laughs> oh, Andrew. I, Mark, I kind of forgot got, what Mark, it was. I, I know it's I a like sex Mark, thing. I think Mason should define it. I'm all yours. Wait, did she cut out? I think she did. You cut out, Andrew. Uh, Mason, you, it's your task now to tell us what derfing actually is. Uh, okay, so Shook said it in another room a couple days ago, and I looked it up, and then I was really sad that I looked it up, and I wish I didn't. It's, I, isn't it just, like, sleeping with someone that's, like, way below your own attractiveness no! level? Which is, like, a 
Metro is super mean word. That's yes, not it that, that's Urban not I don't think that's it. Okay, I'm gonna. Yes, it is. I'm gonna define derping. Um, derping. Oh wait, that's, that's the first definition that comes up on Urban Dictionary. Oh jeez, that, that's I exactly what Mason said. Andrew. I thought it was having sex. But with here's Jesus. another one. The second one. Yeah, the second one says a slang term for dry <laughs> humping. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Chafing. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much more sense now. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is he doing? So I feel okay. like it's something. Oh, okay, I'm gonna get corrected on this, but I think that it's in a, maybe if you're in a culture or a religion where you're not supposed to have sex, some kids will try and get around the law. That's dry humping. By dry humping with the freaking jeans on, derfing. Derfing. Uh, yeah, it's like a. What a sexy it's like term. an evangelical Mormon thing. One of those things where, like, your religion prevents you from having premarital sex. Yeah. But you still so got the urges. But you got the, Derf the frick out of me. Derf the frick out of me, but watch for chaffage. I don't watch like the. I didn't. I didn't. I'd never heard that first definition before, and that's not as much fun. So we're going with the. We're, it's not as sad. Like the I like yours better because it's not as depressing. I thought the one that I read was really mean. Yeah, but she. It's like oh my god! I hope no one said that about me. It's. It's sex yeah, with yeah. jeans. Okay, that's. that's my sad. stance is, I don't know, it's fine. If you got it, uh, okay. Here's one got... I'm interested in. Huh? Okay, here's one that I think might have. Uh, I'm interested in knowing what the answer to this is too. This is from G Poss, who's Goggle Possum. Uh, he's a British gentleman as well. He is. He says, what, "What's the best and worst thing?" about being a British gent in America. He calls it America. Um, I think the best thing is, I feel like Americans are way nicer than English people, just generally. They're more like hospitable and kinder and friendlier. And then when you're English, they're like, yay, it's a nice icebreaker. So it's always, it's nice being out here. I don't know, Americans are just nice, I think. Um, the, the downside, the down... A lot of, I feel like Americans often, even subconsciously, will do like a weird British accent when they talk to me. So when I used to, <laughs> like when I used to work in that lab, when I was a scientist, it, even like first of all it's like a joke and they're like, hey, oh, all right, all right, mate, how you doing, mate? Like doing an English accent. But then when you're just talking about like the Chinese hamster ovaries, like trying to figure out to cure a disease, they're like, oh, what's the what's this doing then? So they, they, I think, like, subconsciously, people talk to you in this weird accent, and it, it's kind of freaky. That's awkward. Yeah. But that's not the worst thing. I don't know. There's no worst thing. I like it out here. Yeah, I guess that's sort of, like, part and parcel with friendliness. Like, when you are, like, nice to people, you sort of try to mirror them, whether it's consciously or not. So they're probably just, like, thrilled to be talking to you and don't realize they're doing it. And I think it's true of anyone, right? You always end up talking a little bit like who you talk to a lot. and then, But when that involves an actual accent change rather than just different word usage, it's kind of interesting when people will start to, like, adopt a bit of an accent. Yeah, I, I used to date a, a woman who graduated from Oxford, but she was an American, and sometimes she would have her friends over from from England, and that would be the only time that I would hear her say things like, massive, yes. that was a big one, 
and uh, she used the word right a lot. Um, not like Americans usually use it as a question. Right. Like, right? Like, was that right? And it was like, oh, yes, right good time or something right like that. Right good time. So, right and quite and bit. So my wife was in England for five years, and then she came back. And everyone was like, you fucking sound like Madonna. What the fuck are you doing? And she was like, <laughs> using these... And now it's back to American again now with her. It's so funny. It's so interesting. And then my youngest, my oldest daughter had a bit of an English accent for a couple years because I was at home with her. And now she's gone to school and it's gone away. So like for two years, even though she never lived in England, it's, it's kind of funny how that happens. And I feel like the English accent... Were you accent, conscious of it when you, when you were like reading to her and speaking to like maintain your English accent and kind of see if she would pick up on it? I don't know, but I posted a video on like somewhere of her like... This was like a, six months ago and there was a turtle in the park and she said something and everyone was like, oh my God, she's got a British accent. I was like, I didn't, oh yeah, I guess she has. I can't remember what she said. She was like, what's the turtle called? Like, what's his name? Which is like an English way of saying it. I, think, I don't know. No, I but think the way you're saying le- turtle is... Yeah, just the way you're saying Wait, turtle. Wait, how do you say it? Turtle. 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 More like a D. Turtle, like, like a turd. Yeah, like a turd with an L. Like oh, a the little tea. turd. Right, turd. so the T's yeah. and the D's. Yeah, that makes little turtle. Turtle. Okay, anyway. Turtle. But yeah. Okay, uh, next question is from Elf. Mark. What? I have to go soon. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. you said you had to drop off a little early. You're going oh, to your party. Yes. Have it. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I hope that. Well, I, you said you hope nobody talks to you, but I hope that somebody does talk yeah, have to you. Fun, and Mason. I hope that you have a good time. Have fun, Mason. I thanks for Thanks for hanging out. It was fun. I won't. I had fun here. Okay. So did this I. This was the highlight of my day. Probably won't have fun there. Yeah, it was so good to talk to you, Andrew. You should talk to your broads more because you've I know, I bitched us. out. Are you going to wear those pants or are you going to wear some proper pants that fit? These are the only pants that fit me right now, you ass. Okay. Well, She's got to wear them. She has a perfect safety pin fly story. Yep. And it's a, com- yeah, it's hey, a conversation it starter. It, it really is. I don't have time to change. Like, I have to leave All right. right now. And go. Bye bye. So I wish I could stay. It was fun. Okay, geez. Like, rushing me off. Bye, Mason. It was a pleasure to have you on this. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and prematurely say we are friends. Yay. So, we are friends. Bye. Bye, Mason. Bye, Mason. Kiss, kiss. All right, just you and me, bud. Now we get down to business. Now we talk about Mason and the real shit. Let's go. <laughs> Can you believe those trousers? My goodness. <laughs> what was going on with those bloody trousers? Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, 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 Mason's terrific. She is... Yeah, I actually have nothing. I'm searching my mind for bad things to say about her no, to participate none. with you in this little game you brought up, but I yeah. have nothing. The questions you missed were about Aperol spritz and titties, so avoid those questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's get let's do a few more questions and then we'll wrap uh, up. All right, uh, Elvis good. Presley. He says, "What's your least favorite movie?" Oh, I don't know. You know, I feel like you don't watch. I don't watch bad movies anymore because now you're just like you know what's like you see on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever and it's like you don't yeah, accidentally more watch like going in. you don't you don't like accidentally turn on the TV and watch a shitty movie anymore um, I don't know I remember watching The Watchmen and my friends were like this is the best movie ever and I was like I'm never into comic books and superheroes and I was like this is really 
not a fun time, but... Oh, yeah, that's too bad. Know. Yeah, you established before that you're not into, like, superhero comic book type stuff, so... But even that one is supposed to be one that's for, like, literary types, and, and you yeah, know, maybe I was maybe I was probably just being cranky and in a bad mood, and, like, what's all... I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have... Yeah, like I say, I just t- tend to watch stuff that I know is going to be good now. Maybe I miss watching shitty movies. They can be fun. Uh, Elvis Presley is very good at movies. He uh, he lives in Brooklyn, and uh, we went to a movie trivia the other night, and we came in second place. I thought we did a really good job, oh. because in large part because of his expertise. That's awesome. Yeah, he's really smart. I like Dave. He's uh, he's actually a really that's so cool that you hung out with him. He's a really great writer as well. Like he's he's doing some screenwriting now, and it's like, oh my god, it's so good. I read one of his things. Yeah, he's terrific. I keep trying to get him to show it to me, but he won't. So I just... Uh, he tells me he's not good, so I don't know what to believe. He's I, lying. I think, uh, he's I'm lying. More, I'm going to believe you. I think you're probably right. That and he writes talented. like... He writes like uh, sketch stuff. And yes. It's like... That's really hard, because you have to write something that's funny, but escalates within like four pages. Like my stuff I write is kind of really dialogue heavy and slow and a lot of subtext, whereas it's like write something yeah. funny that blows up like that is really hard and he's really he's really good at it yeah i feel like he's gonna be yeah. going places that guy for sure i agree with you i think yeah. that he will oh shoot that's the question yeah i think that he will and uh i see we all have things that like we're we're better that that better that than others like i can't imagine ever writing a novel like i just don't get ideas that could be expanded for that length of time um, so I think some people are better at like short, shorter form writing, right. and then others are better at longer form writing. Yeah, that's true. I think. But you do a bit of both, I suppose. Well, I'm, I think that's the problem I have in my head because I don't. I think that actually I'm probably not good at writing long, like a novel. But it's just something that I want to. It's just like a natural next step to try and write one. But maybe it's just a mistake because that's a lot. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of writing. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. Yeah, and, and I feel like I have, I have a couple of friends out here, like with MFAs, who've both written legitimate manuscripts that are like, you know, not not four hundred page novels, and it's both sad stories because they've written them, they're really good. I've read them, and then they just end up not getting published, and it's just kind of a lonely yeah. endeavor. That's and when you're used to like, I feel like right now with like tw- not just Twitter, but you get your validation pretty quickly from things you write like to sit right. and like lock yourself away and write a novel and then at the end you send it to like two agents and they don't really reply to your query email and you're like all right well i guess i'll write a tweet now again <laughs> it seems <laughs> know, it seems it seems like torture maybe i should stop i've made some decisions over this podcast and basically they involve stopping writing but maybe having another baby <laughs> no don't stop writing <laughs> but the novel i i kind of agree with you, I know you like yeah, it's in, just, in uh, all writing you you have an idea and then you just try to translate it in the writing it doesn't right. always work out but like with a novel that's just like on a much longer more drawn out form so like the thing that you have in your mind before you even sit down to write the first page it's probably way way behind you by the time you finish it you're probably like oh that had, that didn't even have any contact with this in exactly. the least. Exactly, yeah. I recently applied for a job writing a ghost writing a novel for a CEO of a tech company. So he wanted someone to write but he, but it wasn't like a boring it wasn't like a memoir or a non-fiction business book. This was he wanted to write a Dan Brown style 
thriller, like Da Vinci Code. Type oh, really? Thing. Yeah. So <laughs> really? this guy, he's like CEO of this big tech company, and he's got this idea where he's and he's got the story outlined in his head. And to apply to the, the job, they, the job they posted was they want someone to come in and basically write, just fill it out and write. So I thought that'd be so much fun because I can't write that. That would be fun to try to figure it out. Um, so I got so there was like an interview process. It was kind of fun. I didn't get it in the end, but I thought that would have been like. It was like a five-month gig, just ghostwriting the CEO's thriller. Um, oh my gosh! That yeah, was, that, that's that kind was, of the way to get into it, right? I don't so know. Like, that take was, someone that was, else's idea, right? That was They've done all that work already. Yeah, just make this read like Dan Brown, but it probably you fill it was in probably, the blanks. It was probably best. It would have been it probably would have been pretty bad. I, yeah, but that would have been fun. I always get the idea that like if you if you come up with a perfect structure, you can just make the writing happen. But I always forget how much harder it is when you actually sit down. I recently so read true. Treasure Island, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Louis Stevenson, yep. and I'm like the the plot of this is amazing. Like there are so many key things that keep happening. Right. So I just tried to like write down all the key things, and I was like, I could write a book, right. and I would just take these like every point where something happens, but turn it into my own thing. Um, but then I tried, and it wasn't. I know it feels like I, sometimes yeah, like outlining is really important. I think, and you try. I agree. You like you think, oh, now I just now I just fill it in. Like with a novel, you got like twelve like or twenty chapter titles for the t- twenty chapters. And now I just write the chapters. Oh no, yeah. I don't know. It's, <laughs> so, and this is and this is why we tweet because yes, this is why we tweet. One hundred forty characters <laughs> we can have. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Next question is from Jess for a minute. Uh, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be my mum's roast duck with orange sauce, because it's delicious. Of course, yeah, Mr. Nostalgia, of course you Mr. would want your mom's old cooking. Like on farms in England every Sunday there's like a roast, or some kind of animal that they'll shoot and just roast. Yeah, my mum did that a lot. So probably that. Although I'd probably get gout and die young, because quite rich. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a fun short. It <laughs> a fun short duck-filled life, but I think it'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you never know. Like, uh, get your meals in while you can, because maybe you'll <laughs> die in the pug apocalypse anyway. So. That's true. That's true. The pugs will be coming <laughs> after my duck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here's another one from another fellow New Yorker, Phil Stamato. Wow. Uh, Phil Stamato, shampoo, first or second? Second being out after conditioner. That would be weird, I right? suppose so. That would yeah, be weird. no. Um, shampoo first, and then... I feel like today I forgot my conditioner, so maybe that's the problem. But yeah, shampoo, shampoo first, Phil. Just go with it. Wow. Okay, here's another, he has another question. This one I know you can answer. What happened to my pet gerbil, Hope, when I was nine? Oh, Hope died. It was an awful accident. No, Hope's fine. Living her best life somewhere, Phil. She's fine. <laughs> Choose your adventure on that one, Phil. You yeah, you're separate basic, answers. Yeah, yeah, just skip the dead bit and go to the alive bit. If you're, if, yeah. I don't know. Good luck. Get a new gerbil, Phil. Phil Stamato, wow. Get a new gerbil. And his last question is one word with a question mark. The one word is why? That's like what's all this then, but more, even more succinct. Um, yeah, more yeah. succinct. 
I don't know. Maybe the Wait. Y was related to the, to the gerbil. Ah. Why did the, who knows? I don't know. I don't yeah, think it's I is. cannot answer. <laughs> we don't. I know. Yeah. We don't know why, unfortunately. Sorry, Phil. I don't know if you were on break, but there was a recent Twitter poll where someone asked, how do you pronounce the word S-U-C-C-I-N-C-T? Um, and they offered two suggestions. One was succinct, the other succinct. How did I just and say And I think it? that we both said... I can't remember how I said it. We both said succinct. Yeah, I think I say succinct. That's quite a satisfying word to say as well. Succinct is great. I agree. Yeah, if you're not saying it like that with a hard C... I, I do recommend it. It feels Sus- much better in your mouth. Yeah, you recommend everybody saying <laughs> It's got a good sense. mouth feel on it. There is a word I cannot pronounce, um, and I still can't pronounce it, and it's... And I can't even... I also can't spell it. It's like... <laughs> I wish I hadn't started saying this. Neg- negligent. Negligence. You say it. Negligent. Negligent. Yeah, I've literally, literally never been able to say it. So there. And I'm not going to try again now, because it's awful. Sucks there we go. <laughs> okay. Andrew Chalmings establishes himself as a world-class idiot. <laughs> Can't say negligent. Again, for the fourth time in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Abby, yep, Abby Cohen. How many Charmings? That's her question. How many Charmings? Just one. I think. Yeah, my name is Nick's yeah. from Ash. <clears throat> Next question from Ash at Adult Mom. Why are there so many damn questions on this thread? That's my question. Be sure to ask it. <laughs> Thanks, Why Ash. Why did you get so many questions? I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people wanting to know about their gerbil and derfing, and I'm clearly not the man with the answers. You should, yeah. You should roll the unanswered questions into the next podcast. Oh, that's a great idea. Someone yeah. will have the answer eventually. So, someone will be like, here's the thing with Derfing. And you're like, okay, we can shut the book on that. Yeah. Uh, okay, our friend Kellen at Captain Calvis. Who is your protege? I don't have a protege. But it's funny that Kellen should ask that because one of my heroes on Twitter is, in fact, Zach who Kellen knows. <laughs> it's not Kellen. I'm joking. It's you, Kellen. You're awesome. Um, yeah, I don't have a protege. I think Kellen is lovely. your protege. He's lovely. You guys had a, a sit-down meeting where he ordered... You ordered a coffee and he ordered chocolate milk. He did, yeah. He's he's changed now, though. He's got rid of his hair, so I don't know how it's going to work out next time I see him. We'll see. Yeah, didn't you guys agree to do a project together very soon? Isn't And he's yeah, going to be the lead I, role? Yes. I'm but now go he's gone and, and changed his look now drastically. He's out. he's out. He's out. He's not involved anymore. We put, we booted him. When I say we, I mean me. I booted him. Now I'm going to go down in September, hopefully, or maybe October, and see him again and hang out. And maybe we'll try and be creative and do some stuff. Yeah. Did you make him moved. shave his head so that you would be the one with the good hair? I mean, who can say? Who can say who did what? But here we are, I'm the lead, I got the hair. <laughs> his career's in the tubes. Okay, let's see, his career's in the tubes. Uh, here's one from Travis at Red The One. Is it true that you wear your swimsuit in the shower? Um, 
No, I just wear jorts. Like uh, Tobias Funke. <laughs> and cry. Um, I do not. I do not. I shower normally, Travis. Come on, man. Completely nude. <laughs> just like the rest of us. I sh- I, yes. Like us all. Okay, here's Adam Brown. Um, so, two questions from him. What's, what's the most important... British album of the 90s and you can't say anything by Pulp or Radiohead mm. and then the second question is what's going to happen to your family farm which you kind of already addressed oh, we, kind so. of talk, we kind of talked about that um, yeah. the most important British album that's that's uh, definitely maybe by Oasis even though Americans hate Oasis that was really big when it came out and everything everyone loved it it was kind of fun so I'm going to say Oasis what makes you say Americans hate Oasis? It's weird. So in England, Oasis is, are heralded as like one of the greatest bands ever, right? And that first album was like a huge deal. And they were like cocky but loud and good. And then in America, I feel like everyone's just like, those guys? Really? The Wonderwall people? So it's kind of funny how... Well, no, they're good. But they, they just come across as like Beatles Jr. You know? Right. No, like, I, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But in, yeah, it's... It's funny seeing with other other things as well how there's like a different, totally different like cultural take on something. Um, yeah, I mean, and they were huge here too in the '90s. They they were incredibly right. it's, big. It's been a while, but yeah. I guess I think they still have more resonance in England than they do here. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another one from Jess. What combination of alcohol and/or drugs would it take to make you participate in a dance-off? Uh, I don't really dance, so all of them. But I all also don't really do and drugs. And it would have to be in a barn. <laughs> I'm really bad at taking drugs, so I don't do them. And I feel like, yeah, I don't really dance much either. British people don't dance too much. But I danced in that barn once, so you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It has happened. I, n- I nodded along. It's all about location for you. <laughs> exactly. Put me in a barn in Big Sarah, I will nod along to the Venga bus for five <laughs> minutes, and then we're done. I love that image. Uh, um, Here's one from Bun at M and Mian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Number one, do you feel guilty about abandoning your England in pursuit of money and fame? Mm, No, I miss my mum though, but I don't feel guilty. They don't miss me. And. And two, what's your skincare routine? Please share. Um, my skincare routine is to use a Snapchat filter, which makes it look like I have nice skin, and with some animal appendages. And then that's a, yeah, it works great. Just okay, one thing, now skin. that you brought that up, one thing I need to know is, Andrew, how frequently would you use that dog filter on Snapchat if you didn't have two little girls how frequently would you use it just as a single <laughs> I, I man say, by yourself? I want to say never but I'd probably break it out once or twice it looks good the ears look nice <laughs> they suit you yeah it's nice have, it is nice having children uh, for an excuse to do things like that here's Caitlin uh, at Kate Holes is there a book you read recently that changed your life and if so, who recommended it, and why am I, oops, I mean whoever it was, so great? 
Okay. And so I think she made a she maybe did. she recommended a book she to you. She did. It was, it's what I'm seeing. She it's uh The Colorless uh Sakura by Murakami. And I'd never read anything by him before. I don't know if you have, but it's wonderful. And it's I actually haven't finished it yet, but it's a really beautiful book. So I, I would recommend it. Um I've actually been listening to I've the read audio one book by him. of it. Which did you read? Oh, in one earbud right now? Oh, no, no. I'm listening, I'm listening to the, <laughs> Right now I'm listening to Murakami in one ear and you in the other. It's, it's going to be great. No, I feel like I'm going to read... I kind of missed the name of the book. What did you say it It's was? called The Colorless Sakuru. And it's... Um, which is... A, the last word is a, a Japanese name. And it's just really beautiful and sad. And I, for some reason, I've never read anything by him. I feel like now I'm just going to read everything by him. He's, yeah, he's cornered the yeah. market on beautiful and sad. It seems that way. It really has. Yeah. I, I, I've only read one book by him, but it, it definitely made me cry. I don't remember the name of it. Okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, I'm enjoying it. Here are many more questions about your drink. I'm not going to read those. Um, Lulu wants to know, are you missing decent chocolate? Yes. I am. And so it's better in England, huh? Like yeah, it's Cadbury. pretty good. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Maybe that's just because I had it when I was young, but it, it is better. It tastes different. I feel like the Hershey's thing where they make it taste a bit like vomit on purpose is a misstep. <laughs> it's like, what? I, like, I read that maybe because, like, Hershey's came out during the war and people couldn't get fresh milk, they had, like, sour milk in there. I don't know if that's true. And so now they recreate that same lactic lactate taste in there because people are used to it. But it does taste a little bit like vomit, doesn't it? I don't know. Your words, not mine. <laughs> and uh, she also wants to know, what is your honest opinion of Oreos? Um, I don't have an opinion on Oreos. Sorry. I feel like I maybe, no ate, one, I maybe ate one Oreo once and it was okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, here's another Andrew at Andrew's Not Funny. He says, "How did you feel when the DM room called me better, Andrew?" That was a funny joke. That was a funny joke when that happened. That was great. No, I like Andrew. <laughs> he's slow. He's to be honest. He's slowly becoming the better Andrew. So, uh, let's see. No, I'm not gonna read that one. Here's one from Mads at What Madness. Assuming you're not already 70, are you? If you were, what advice would you give your current self on how to live a happy life? That's a uh, rich question. That's a good question. I don't know. How would you answer that? I guess go outside more, look at the sky more. Uh, Put your kids in the same room. Um, put your kids in the same room. Eat like, better chocolate. Keep, Eat bear chocolate. Hug your kids a lot because one day they're going to not let you pick them up anymore. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, though. It's hard. Hard to answer. It is. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like you, if anybody could, it would be you because you have a lovely family, a nice job. You get to do what you like. You have a creative job. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure you have your problems. I just got depressed thinking not, about how good your life is. They're no, they're very close to the surface. They're not, they're not deep at all. They're right there. In this, they're right there in this cave with me, <laughs> behind that curtain. <laughs> yeah. 
this, this is your problem cave where you come it to is. just feel feel the weight of your problems. Have some, yeah. God, there's so many questions here. Okay, no, there's only a few left. Okay, I think there's about more. five left, and then then we'll call it a day. Okay, okay? sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. Comfortable? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did I sound? <laughs> Sorry, I look uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, no, but I had to go to the bathroom, and I felt much better after that. So. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, okay, Andrew, if you were stranded uh, stranded on a de deserted island, what musical instrument would you choose to have to learn and master in your time there? This is from Dark Side Deb. Um, this is a boring answer, but piano, because I never really learned, and I wish I had. I play guitar a lot, but I never learned piano, and I have a piano, and I can't play it, and I try, and I'm no good. So, I'd love to yeah, play piano. But if you were isolated with your piano alone, you're pretty I, sure you could get it. I, 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 if I was on an <laughs> island with just me and a piano, I think I could get it. Maybe not great, but I could play some stuff. Okay, here's from DM of the Day. I think one of our friends runs this account. Uh, yes, can you explain the happy birthday joke? You, you have a famous happy birthday joke. No. I feel like if you don't get a joke... Don't worry. Just move on. There are like 400 million tweets. Read another one. I don't think explaining jokes is ever much fun. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I agree. Wait, do you do you remember the joke? Could you just say what the joke is? The happy birthday joke is... Um, no, I can't, actually. It's... Um, first person to sing the happy birthday song... No, I can't remember it. <laughs> I literally can't remember it. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to say okay. it, let alone explain I'm not even going to say it, let alone explain it. Someone else yeah, just did no, a new tweet. Just... Read another tweet. Someone else did a, did a new one. Read a they different tweet. It on yes. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Read a go go one. find it. Yeah. There's something about just like calling attention to something that takes the magic out of it. So As I mean, especially with humor. Sorry right? about that. Like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, this one is from Karina Na three two one. She has a lot of A's in her name. Uh, who do you think would win in a battle? Men on horses or centaurs? Ooh. What if there were? Oh, I don't know. Wait, a centaur is is what? That's a that's a man's head and a horse's body, or the other way around? Yeah, yeah, it's a man head, man's head, I feel like, like man's head and torso on a horse's body. I feel like neither. I feel like you have the horse's head on the man's body, and then you just run in with some big horse headbutts. That guy's gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> that's the victor. <laughs> the other horse guy. Head. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I thought we had more questions, but these are all about your drink, and I think we've already covered that one. So that's it. All right. Whew. Thanks. Thanks There's for a lot the of questions. questions. You're a popular dude. People need to know about the, the horses and the gerbils. And they didn't find the answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being such a good sport and answering all those questions. And just hanging out and uh, chatting with me. It's been really fun. It was, it was really fun chatting with you, Mark. Thank you so much. you have any plans for the rest of the day? Or, or are we just going to hang out? Yeah, I need to go. I'm going to go and hang out with my family. And then I think we're going to go out for dinner later. And, yeah, nothing too crazy. Uh, my wife just got back from... She was in Chicago for work uh, this week. So she just got back yesterday. So, 
That's nice. So we're going to hang out. How about you? Um, I, I have some friends who had like a big field day thing going on today. It's like kickball and bird watching and oh, nice. all kinds of cool stuff in the park. Uh, but I, uh, I missed that so that we could talk, so that we could be Oh, friends. no, I feel bad now. Are you in, well, you're in, Bro- you're in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, well, it's not, don't feel too bad, because it's really far away. It's like, it would probably take, like, two hours to get there. And also, I'm not good at socializing, so it's like a weight off my <laughs> That's shoulders. That's not true. You're, you run a podcast where you literally socialize with people. You're really good at socializing, <laughs> obviously. I'm good at Maybe not controlling the, the socializing, but not okay. just, like, being put in, you know. How are you uh, in? How are you enjoying doing the podcast? Uh, I you, like it, and, and people seem interested in talking to me, so it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, it's a really nice idea just to be able to talk to people that you know through Twitter. It's kind of fun. Yeah, no, that's the whole point—just to find out who people are. Yeah, are you going to go and catch up with your friends who are in the park, maybe, or? I maybe if they're still doing it. Otherwise, I might just like have dinner, see a movie. Nice. I saw The Big Sick what? this week. That was really good. That's the one that I would see. It's, you recommend it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love all of kind of those Apatow movies, and it's a good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm going to see that. I was watching Don't Think Twice last night, which I saw. Oh, that's theater. great. Awesome. Yeah, I love that film. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of a similar tone. It's that... a similar tone. It's kind of like got that kind of indie vibe, but then. It gets all emotional in the second half. Yes, it's good. Yeah, it takes a turn in a good way. I, I liked it a lot. Um, and I think the big sick I'm imagining is in the same tradition. Yeah, that. it is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks so well, much. I appreciate the yeah, fact I you, hope re- you, have you a reached lovely out. Evening. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Shall I? Um, I'm gonna sign off. Are we friends now? The... We are. What do we say? You, you just tell me you're my friend. That's, I need to hear it. <laughs> I thought there was like a co- wait. I thought there's like a coordinated thing. We do the you hand. Si- it together? We do the hand signal. We high five. No. Well, not now. Okay, let's do it not together. Now. On the no, count. I don't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> I need to hear it. I like. I really liked it when on Mason's podcast where she deliberately said out of time with you. <laughs> it made me laugh. We we are are. If you do friends. that, I swear to God, Andrew. No, I gonna, swear to God. This is the last time we'll ever talk. I'm going to nail it. I'm good at saying okay, words. We're going to do it really quickly. You ready? Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. We, we are, are friends. Friends. We are friends. Ah. Uh, yay. <laughs> okay, Yeah, Mark. we're friends. Okay, high five to the camera. Have a good Saturday Adios, evening. Buddy. Have a lovely weekend. Bye, mate. You, you too. Bye.